It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Locked On Capitals podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, the insider to the insiders, Tyler Kuehl, saying welcome back. I know it's been a minute since we've been on the airwaves, on the internet waves, on whatever you want to call it. We're ready to rock the red. The preseason is here, and we are closing in on the beginning of the 21-22 regular season. As always, guys, thanks for making Lockdown Capitals your first listen today. Every day, we're free on all available platforms. Wherever you listen to your podcast, that is where Lockdown Capitals will be. What are we going to talk about today, Tyler, as you probably ask? Well, let me tell you. We have, we're going to get caught up on the preseason as it is. Only a few games in the books, a few teams we're going to talk about, a few players we're going to talk about and what to look forward to as we get closer to the regular season, including some injury updates that probably you guys don't want to talk about. But first, I must mention, uh, well, yes, I am the new host of the show, so quick little info about moi. Uh, I've played hockey for many years. I played competitively for about 16, 17 years Played a little bit of pro hockey, nothing really to tip my cap to, just a little bit of senior A up in Canada. So I've played the game for you know, forever now. <laughs> Gosh, it seems like pretty much since birth is what my dad tells me. And I've been covering the game for, oh, well over half decade. I write about all sports. I've had my own show before. I, I've pretty much done everything is. I broadcast, I do play-by-play myself for college hockey, high school hockey, did the under-18 world championships down in Texas last spring. So I I, I like to think I'm well-versed in the game. I'll let you folks listening and tuning in to be the the ultimate judges of that. Really excited here to be on the Lockdown team. 
And thank you all very much, of course, for listening to Lockdown Capitals. Because if it wasn't for you folks, well, I, uh, well, let's be honest here. Uh, we would not be on your on your favorite podcatcher, wherever you get your podcast, and we would not be your first listen of the day. So let's take a quick recap of the lone preseason game we had this weekend. Tonight, here on this Monday, October the 4th, there will be another game for the Capitals. If you are just listening to this, it may be done. We're recording early enough in the morning to hopefully get it out there to you guys beforehand. They do play the Devils 7 o'clock tonight. We'll kind of preview that a little bit later on in the program. But the lone game from this past weekend, Flyers and Caps on Saturday night, Washington coming up just a little bit short. And, you know, some people were coming up to me saying, Tyler, oh my goodness, the Caps are 0-3 in the preseason. Well, I can tell you, kids, it's preseason hockey. First of all, the first couple of games, it was good to see the Hershey Bears get to wear the capital sweaters. <laughs> but, uh, but that's my thing, guys. Like, this is not... I say these next couple of games tonight included for New Jersey, where you're going to see a few young kids in there. I think this is where you're going to really be concerned of how the team is going to look this season. We'll get to our official season preview later on this week, but I don't want to be that guy to say, Oh my gosh, this team is Owen three. And while yes, Saturday night was a majorly typical NHL lineup, but on the same token, there is some holes there that they're trying to work on the Capitals. They're trying to work the kinks out. They lose three to one. They don't get brutally outplayed. Ilya Samsonov, who we'll get to here in a little bit later on, makes 28 saves in the loss, 28 saves on 31 shots. I don't think he played badly at all. I kind of was very critical on him through the offseason, especially last year as well, on the basis of the fact that he... Had so him and Evgeny Kuznetsov, of course, were probably the two of the biggest ones I think I had the issues with because of the fact that they kept finding themselves on the COVID list. Now, I know that's something you don't want to get all, oh my gosh, Tyler, the COVID list. I mean, how can you blame the guys? It happens to everybody. Well, it's the fact that they seemingly just, I don't want to say they didn't care, but of course, remember the whole scenario with them, Orlov and Ovechkin hanging out in a hotel room. They took the rules pretty softly last season. But from what I've been understanding is Samsonov and Kuznetsov have both came back with a little bit more focus, a little bit more determination to be better than last season. So it's good to see that they're more focused. And I liked and just the fact that the way Samsonov played, he looked confident, looked calm. I really think that that's going to be a, a key point for this team moving forward is that you can have both goaltenders going. Now, the plan is for tonight's game for the, against the New Jersey Devils, Vitek Vanasek will be playing the full 60 minutes, the full three periods, and which is the plan for Samsonov last Saturday night, and I think Samsonov did really well. The idea that in today's hockey that you can only have one starting goaltender, I think, is far passe. It's not the days anymore when Craig Billington can go like 6-7 and seven behind Patrick Waugh and the Colorado Avalanche still go in the Stanley Cup. Same token, I still remember the 90-17, the year after they won that cup in 96. Who was the starting goaltender that season for the Detroit Red Wings? Chris Osgood, but Mike Vernon, who went 13-13-4, ended up being the cup champion and consummate trophy winner, solidifying his legacy as a Hall of Famer. But that is long since fetched. And yes, I know, it was only a few years ago that we saw Cam Talbot put up a Vesna-caliber season with the Oilers when he started, I think it was like 71 games. That's not going to happen with the Capitals. That's the reason why they were okay with departing from Braden Holpe. That is why they 
while it was tough to see Henrik Lundqvist's career ended the way it did, that was going to be the plan regardless. Vitek Vanasek, I think, really came on the seam last year strong. Had he actually stretched properly before game one of the playoffs against Boston, who knows how far the Caps could have gone if they could have won that series against the Bruins because obviously losing Vanasek really did a number on the Capitals because uh, Craig Anderson was not going to save the team there, kids. So I, I don't, I'm not looking at that loss on Saturday as, oh, no, the sky is falling. If they lose 3-1 in game 54, and that's, say, four of their five, then yes, the sky will be falling in Washington. But for right now, just seeing a few of the players, a few of the names that you may see later on kind of step up, Alexi Protas, I, I think he's a guy that will probably start off in Hershey this season, but the way this team is being placed, and while there is really no taxi squad at the moment with this hockey club and in the NHL, there is a possibility that this could be a a great opportunity. A great opportunity for these kids to step up and show that they can play eventually. Uh, Alexi Protest, I've loved him for years now, mainly because of the fact that uh, I love covering junior hockey as well, love following junior hockey. He was a big-time player for the Prince Albert Raiders a couple years ago when they had this historic start out in the WHL. Unfortunately, they tailed off later on the season and couldn't quite make it all the way into the Memorial Cup championship that they were hoping for. But Protoss was one of their highlights, one of their best players coming out of there. And I, and I think he's only going to get better. That's the big thing I, I'm really looking forward to a player like Protoss is the fact that if you give him a couple more years and maybe even get him some games this season, put him on that, I mean... The problem with protests and with some guys that get called up is they get thrown in the bottom six and and they just get stuck there and that's it. That's really a tough pill to swallow for some kids, mainly because of the fact that Protoss is not a bottom six kind of player. He's not a guy that's going to sit on the back end and play tough defense or a Garnet Hathaway kind of guy or, you know, kind of dating myself a little bit here. Uh, a guy like Joey Juno who could score but also could play defense and play the back end. I mean, there's so many of those guys that that are specialized in that sort of thing. However, if you can give him opportunities to play some offensive minutes, I think he could be vital to the Capitals, and he could be part of the future if he gets the time. Now, I've seen many players come through the minor league system and say, wow, this kid was talented in junior hockey. I, one guy that's on the roster who has scored and has been – did a couple good things in that second game of the preseason for Washington was Anthony Mantha. I remember when he came out of Val d'Or, the Quebec League. Oh, leading goal scorer in the league. This guy can't miss. The Red Wings, they have a sitting on a gold mine here with this kid. I remember, because I, I lived in Grand Rapids at the time, seeing that kid sit his butt on the fourth line for Todd Nelson's team for months. Months, kids. So seeing that protest is getting an opportunity here with the big club in the preseason seen an opportunity for him to play with a lot of NHLers because Philadelphia had pretty much close to their full opening night roster this past Saturday night and score. I think that's a good thing for science to come. He will be in the lineup tonight, according to Samantha Pell from the Washington Post. He will be alongside a, quite a few NHLers. It's going to be a little bit of a mix tonight for the Caps. You're going to have, I'm, I'm excited to see Daniel Sprong because he's a guy that was on pace for a career year last season with coming to the Capitals, his first season. I think he could be something if given the right opportunity. 
Uh, we mentioned Garnet Hathaway. He'll be in the lineup. Lars Eller will be there. Nick Dowd will be there. There, There's going to be some exciting pieces to look at. Uh, we'll get a little bit more into the lineup tonight here in just a moment. But does this sound familiar to you guys? You get one advice that lets you catch the game. Another lets you stream your favorite shows and you're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends logging for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, shows, all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? No annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn a little bit more about Direct TV at directtv.com. That's directtv.com, compatible device required, content varies by package. And Caps fans, there is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas that needs to know about it. Gas prices across the country suck right now, so you have to get upside. Get upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code HOCKEY. If you don't know how to spell it, I'm sorry. What are you doing here? And get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay the full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free. Use the promo code HOCKEY to get up to $0.50 cents gallon of gas back on your first tank. That's the promo code HOCKEY on the free Get Upside app. And as always, folks, thank you very much for making Lockdown Capital as your first listen every day. As always, we are free and available on all of your favorite platforms, whatever that may be. Kind of taking it back to the lineup tonight. They take on the Devils, who are a they're a team that you think every single year they're going to get better, but then the last couple of years since that Taylor Hall 2018 run where he won the Hart Trophy, They've just taken a fall back or have now been sitting mediocre. Now with back in the Metro, who knows? With Dougie Hamilton in there, revamped goaltending. You have Ryan Graves on the back end, who I think is a very underrated defenseman that's going to see a little bit more limelight playing on the East Coast now. It could be a tough team to play. But they're going to, the Caps are going to be sending out a lot of their big guys as well. I mentioned Hart Hathaway, Eller, Sprong. Connor McMichael is another one that I'm really excited to see because the London Knights guy, I, we're get to why him and Hendricks Lapierre are two guys that you're going to have to watch out for tonight because they may be, you may be seeing their names a little bit more often coming soon here. Uh, Nick Dowd's another guy. Tom Wilson will be up front. Carl Haglin, another. The back end, you're going to see Dmitry Orlov, who I think is going to, I mean, he's, he's, he needs to be stepping up this year big time be, just because of the fact that with Brendan Dillon gone and Zidane Chara gone, let's be honest, the, I'd say the eldest defensemen on the team, defensemen, are probably, what, John Carlson and Trevor Van Riemsdyk, Orlov being the other. Like, you're going to have a couple of veterans here, and he's going to have to step up and probably be the number one defenseman on this hockey club. Maybe number two, obviously. John Carlson's probably the number one guy. Even though Carlson is still making sure that knee's working after having the knee operation during the offseason. And as I mentioned, Vitek Vanasek will be the starting goaltender tonight for the Caps. I'm excited to see what he can do for a full 60. I, I, I myself, I'm a former goaltender. I never liked the idea of splitting games anyways, even if it was an exhibition game or a preseason game. I've always thought, let me play the full 60, and if I suck, then you can pull me. But that's just my, my, maybe my stubborn hard-headedness of mine. But... I'm really interested to see how 
he plays the full 60 tonight. Uh, Zach Vucali will be getting the backup. Vucali played a little bit earlier on in this preseason. Um, not sure what the plan is with Vucali. I, <laughs> my thing with Vucali is this. Ever since he won that World Junior goal with Canada back in, I believe it was, what, 2015, I, I just said to myself, this is this is rough for the kid. You remember he had just won the Memorial Cup with Halifax on a team that had, you know, just so much talent. Holy cow. Um, and then he went to the Quebec Rampart because Quebec City hosted the Memorial Cup that year. And absolutely, it's just, I mean, the Ramparts in front of him were not that great either, but he just did not play well. And really, his career then has suffered. Yes, he's a Spangler Cup winner and has played up and down. I remember seeing him with the Fort Wayne Comets a couple of years ago down in Kalamazoo, and I just said to myself, holy cow. I think, though, he'll get an honest look there in Hershey. I think he'll be a good guy for Hunter Shepard to follow a little bit, just a guy that's a seasoned pro down there. I, there's a lot of teams that signed former NHL goaltender, sent him down to the American League to help develop the younger talent, which at some points can certainly work. So we'll see how that goes tonight. Like I said, 7 o'clock puck drop for that game. No real prediction to make on this. You just want to see the big guys step up. Now, going back here to Sam Sonov, uh, he's day-to-day with a lower body injury. And I remember a lot of people were panicking about this right away, saying, oh, crap, here we go. Call up Fucali, call up Shepard, whatever you have you. Well, the biggest thing is that it doesn't sound super serious. Apparently, something may have happened in that game on Saturday night that tweaked something that did not feel good for... Mr. Samsonov, Peter Laviolette, though, tried to nip it in the butt right away, saying, quote, at this point in camp, when guys have been on the ice for a while and something happens, I think you proceed with caution. And that is where we are at right now. And quote, I'm OK with that because this is not last season where it was 56 games. It was a sprint. This is an 82 game marathon. We're back to folks. I don't think you can take any chances with your two starting goaltenders. And I've seen many, many goaltenders come out through camp banged up. You look at Montreal right now. There's a good chance Carey Price will not be starting opening night for the Montreal Canadiens or the first couple of games either. Now the Capitals have done a, excuse me, the Capitals, the Canadians have done a really good job of mistreating Carey Price's injuries in the past. And I'm pretty sure maybe some teams around the league, Capitals here in particular, are probably realizing that would not be a good idea. You don't want to risk losing your starting goaltender in the first couple of games of the season because of a possible nagging injury that will sub, will sub, uh, sideline him. Holy cow, I haven't had enough coffee this morning to really get him focused. And so I'm okay with this move with Samsonov, trying to keep him calm, keep everything on the low key, don't want to push anything too hard. I'm hoping that this is something that they can kind of work through right away and work through quickly. I I like the I like the idea of that I guess players care coaches and players care for their fellow man um for those that didn't uh, catch the news this past weekend of Robin Leonard uh, accusing a lot of the trainers around the league for medical malpractice of course Robin Leonard's history with uh, abuse, alcohol and drug abuse is well documented and so and, and this was this was before Sam Sonov's injury putting them day-to-day, was before Robin Leonard threw out those tweets the other night. So please do not think this was a knee-jerk reaction if you obviously didn't hear about this. Uh, my quick take on the on the Robin Leonard situation, it, it's so hard to, 
to say, oh, but uh, because there's a lot of players that came out and said, oh, my trainer was great. My trainer was great. This trainer, I, this guy I worked with for in this team was awesome. Now, yes, there are a lot of guys that that worked really hard and were actually good trainers. I myself, I was fortunate enough. I worked with a couple of good trainers when I played college that were real good to me. Um, didn't prescribe me any weird drugs. Um, and and the then now that the same token, as we've learned with some other teams, uh, there are a few bad eggs in every basket. So I'm not saying that every trainer is perfect. There's a lot of trainers out there that have done a great job. But at the same token, there are probably some trainers that are, whether it be just you know their own kind of misfunction or pressure from the front office above, get this guy on the ice, we need him to play. There are some guys out there that are we willing to kind of bend the rules or bend the, the, the practice, if you will, in order to make sure that their guy can get on the ice, their player. So, and of course, the league has already reached out to Robin Leonard to, to talk about it with him. So that's good to see, good to know that the fact that the league is, well, pardon me, the league is supposedly looking into it to make it for the better. I really hope it's not the case where the NHL is coming out and saying, all right, we're going to talk to him about this because this is very important to us. And literally in the conversation, say, Robin, what are you doing? Why are you bringing this up now? Don't want to rock the boat, Robin. And that's my thing with this is that I hope the league actually takes it seriously because you don't want to throw a whole league wide investigation because I guarantee you, if you want to go to medical malpractice, this could be a scenario and a story and a saga that could carry back years, decades, quarter centuries, if you will. Yeah, I mean, gosh, almighty, all the concussion lawsuits the NHL is trying to fight through right now. I remember Keith Primo being a big proponent of that. There is obvious, obvious issues. I guarantee the NHL doesn't want another one on their hands. So obviously we'll keep tabs on that moving forward. But I, I like to see the fact that the Capitals here are taking precautions and not forcing anything. Uh, to possibly hurt one of their, I mean, I guess, you know, one of their top goaltenders, whether or not he'd be 1A or 1B for Ilya Samsonov is to be foreseen, but he could be a guy moving forward that, you know, may be a guy that will have to be playing close to 35, possibly 40 games. So we'll we'll get to a little bit more of the injury news here in a second, Nicholas Backstrom being one of them, obviously, because that's the big one right here. Um, but I got to tell you guys, Indeed is a hiring partner that gets you what you really want. A short list of quality candidates as fast as possible because you can do it all, attract, interview, and hire all at Indeed. Indeed is an unbelievably powerful hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Do not struggle, though, on your own to find the quality candidates. Indeed can help you hire the right people right now. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process so you can find the talent with the skills you need through tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your post at Indeed.com slash locked on. And did you guys know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. And when you talk about a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, you're missing out. They have coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, orange, cookies and cream. Know what my flavor is? It's cookies and cream. They've always been a cookies and cream guy. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're also healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Order today and get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. 
Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Isn't that pretty cool? Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your order using the promo code for 15% off at Built.com. Now, let's talk about the, the big fish in the room here. Unfortunately, yes, the room smells pretty funny. Nicholas Backstrom, still week to week with an injury that is uh, not pretty. Well, it's he's recovering from hip surgery, still skating, which is obviously good to see because he's, he's I, I, I like to think that you know he's an important player. I really hope that he's able to come back soon because one you know one selfish he's a real big proponent and a possible guy that Alex Ovechkin is going to need if he ever wants to break Wayne Gretzky's goal scoring record 165 behind it. If in case you're wondering, 165 goals away from breaking the record, I should say. I you're going to need Backstrom anyways. Number two for the success of the hockey club offensively. This is going to be a team that needs offense to win hockey games. The defense a little bit depleted. You're going to need Backstrom. You're going to need him back at full health. So some people are saying he could make it back to the open night lineup, which is a possibility. October 12th is right around the corner. But at the same token, why would you push it? Why would you risk him, similar to Sansomanov here, why would you push him to get back in the lineup when it may end up hurting him even more? You don't want that. He is your number one guy. He's your number one playmaker on this hockey club. TJ Oshie, maybe, I think, is probably close to there, too. But in terms of longevity and success being one of the top offensive weapons for the Capitals, Backstrom is your guy. I don't want him to come out first couple games, play well. Hey, look, he gets two points opening night. See, he's fine. And then game three... Nicholas Backstrom out indefinitely, you know, re-aggravating that hip injury. Now, there is talks of possibly putting him on long-term IR, which I I don't want to see because that just means something is really wrong with Nicholas Backstrom. But at the same token, it wouldn't be the worst thing. Now, why do I say it wouldn't be the worst thing? Because LTIR means you must miss a minimum of 10 regular season games. So... With that means pretty much he misses what the first I don't, I don't say month of the season, but at least when it starts on October fifteenth, he probably won't be available until November. As I pertain back to the Samsonov take here, this is a full eighty-two game season. The Capitals understand just from past success, it is not win in the regular season, win in the regular season. Now, yes, you have to win enough games to get out of the regular season into the playoffs. But wouldn't you rather have all systems go, everyone 100% healthy or as healthy as possible? Because unfortunately, kids, if you ever played hockey, you don't make it through an entire season with no bumps and bruises. But coming back from a hip injury, that could be detrimental to Nicholas Backstrom because he ain't getting any younger kids. I don't hate to burst your bubble, but both he and Alex Ovechkin are not young spry chickens anymore. Backstrom, the younger of the two, he's 33 years old. And, of course, Ovechkin being 36. I I hope that they take this very calm and easily and slowly. Don't try to push him too far. Don't push him too hard. The, the only thing is that, yes, it means he will be a little rusty coming out of the gate as well, whether it be put on LTIR or misses the first couple of games of the season. I don't, I'm not panicking regarding this. I don't think it's going to be the worst thing if Backstrom sits out because I want my guy to be 100% healthy. I don't want him to come back saying, oh, I could probably play on this. This ain't the playoffs, kid. This is not the 
This is not game 82 when you need the last win of the season to make the playoffs. This ain't the Washington Nationals trying to save the Toronto Blue Jays' bacon, but then end up losing and blowing a 5-1 lead on game 162 to the Boston Red Sox because Boston needs to win more games, apparently, and get more playoff appearances, obviously. Said no one ever. So I, I, I'm not going to lose my mind if I don't see Backstrom on the opening night roster or the second night roster or the third night roster. The reason why I say that, reason why maybe I have this blind, naive optimism is because of the fact that there's a couple of guys in this system that I think could maybe not necessarily fill the role entirely, but certainly hold the fort down and play decent minutes in the meantime, in the short term. A couple of those guys, I mentioned them a little bit earlier when we were talking about tonight's roster for the game against New Jersey and a guy that has played pretty well and had a few points during the first couple of games in this preseason. That is Connor McMichael and, of course, the guy I'd already mentioned once or twice, Hendricks Lapierre. Now, Lapierre, who, by the way, according to Cap Friendly, is the highest-paid non-rostered forward on the Washington Capitals. He is signed through 2024. He's a... I tell you, he, he was something in junior nothing he wasn't flashy by any stretch of the imagination but he was solid and I think if you give him the right players to play with he could be a talented hockey player now he didn't unfortunately get a chance to go play for the world junior team uh, a couple years ago he may be on that maybe on their spotlight this year given the fact that he is only I believe yeah he's 19 years old so he could play on the world junior team for Canada this coming year and that could be a thing but if he gets called up who knows he played for the Shakunami Saganines in the Quebec League. His last season, last year, 31 points in 21 games. Nothing flashy, I get it, but in their playoffs, he put up 12 points, 5 goals, and 7 assists in 9 games played. This is all, by the way, in a shortened season. He was on pace for a career year last year, had it not been only 21 games, because the Quebec League tried to fight through the pandemic, and uh, kids, it did not go well. Um, he's played for Canada in the past, played in the Lincoln Gretzky Cup back in 2019. So the kid has big-time spotlight experience, and I really think he can he can be a guy. He's a little bit more of a playmaker, even though he did score, for, like I said, five goals in nine games in the playoffs. He had 23 assists last season, and he's very creative with the puck. He doesn't try to fit too many passes where he doesn't, you know, doesn't think they're going to be able to create scoring chances. He already has four assists in this preseason. So I, I don't think that this would be a bad guy to look at to get maybe a few games. Once again, to my same thing I said earlier, don't bring up guys to just say, all right, we need you to play on the fourth line. Hendricks Lapierre is not a fourth line player, at least right now. He may develop into one. Shoot, I you know, I, I maybe I'm going back to Toronto here a little bit, but Darcy Tucker was a guy, was such a great goal scorer in junior hockey. Um, but as we all learned, Darcy Tucker ended up playing the role of the agitator, the pest, the the grinder, if you will. Did score a little bit in the NHL, but was not a superstar goal scorer. I, you know, I this may be dating myself once again a little bit, but Doug Jarvis, the all-time record for consecutive games played in the National Hockey League, 864 straight games. He scored 46 goals in junior hockey one season. He didn't score that many in the NHL. Then again, when you play in the Montreal Canadiens in those 80s, and I think he was on the 86 Cup winning team, uh, you don't really have to score a whole lot if you're on that club. So I, I really think that that's the thing with Lapierre. He could develop into a bottom six guy, but in terms of filling the role for Nicholas Backstrom, 
Yeah, go ahead. Give him a shot. I think Daniel Sprong is going to be another kid that's going to see some more minutes. But one other guy that I'm interested to see get a possible chance here is Connor McMichael. Connor McMichael, I think, is just... And this is me. I'm a I'm a London Knights fan, so I've watched this kid for years and years. And, and in fact, uh, Mike Stubbs and I, on a previous show, we talked about him a little bit, saying how, man, this kid, he could be something. He could... He's got the talent. He's got the ability. Um, played on the World Junior team last year for Team Canada in their semifinal run or their silver medal run. Eight points in seven games, four goals, four assists. Uh, played with the Hershey Bears last year as well, so it's not like he's new to pro hockey here. 14 goals, 13 assists in 33 games with the Bears in the American League last year. Did play one game with the Caps, but I mean, he's actually been, back, by the way, back to back-to-back World Junior tournaments. Was there in the 2020 tournament as well for Canada, where he had seven points in seven games. So he's a world junior veteran, if you will. Um, but this is a guy that scored 102 points in 52 games in the COVID shortened 1920 season. That guy's that's close to two points a game. Now, granted, there are a lot of people that are picking the London Knights to possibly win the whole kit and caboodle had it not been for COVID a couple of years ago. But boy, he he has shown through his entire development whether it be with London, whether it be with Team Canada, whether it be with the Bears last year. He has the offensive touch. I and, and Yes, he does not have any points so far in the couple of preseasons games he has played. However, I think that he can be a guy that can be a threat if you give him the right opportunity. I look at Toronto and see Nick Robertson. He came into the bubble back in 2020, and yeah, he wasn't putting up points like crazy, but he certainly showed that he could be a threat moving forward and give him some proper development. Unfortunately, last season he hurt himself early on, so we really didn't get to see a whole lot of him. But I think if you give McMichael a shot, he could be a guy that could probably put up if he plays with the right guys. Shoot, if you put him with the with Ovechkin, that could be easily a 40-point connection there for Connor McMichael this season in his rookie year. Now, I'm not going to go on the whole Calder boom-boom train coming on here. It's a little early for that, but I think if you give either him or Lapierre some honest minutes, those two guys can be something moving forward. So that is it for this Monday's edition of Locked on Capitals. Thank you very much for tuning in and always making Locked on Capitals your first listen today and every day as we rock the red, unleash the fury, and talk in all caps. I mean, well, I mean, you. Re- I mean, my words are, if you wrote these out in copyright, they'd probably have some lowercase letters, but we're all caps here on Locked on Capitals Network or Locked On Capitals podcast here on the Locked On Network. Now make your second listen today, the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast. Host Scott Collin leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight, experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league or fantasy hockey pool. It's free, of course, just like Locked On Caps here, available on all platforms. Like I said, folks, we'll be back tomorrow to talk, obviously, a little bit about or tonight's game against the New Jersey Devils. I give you my takes on VTEC Vanisek's performance, the team itself, maybe a couple of guys step up and play well. Protoss, McMichael, hey, there's Lapierre. Well, Tom Wilson, you know, not hit a guy high. We'll have to wait and see um, his, with his history in preseason hockey. You know, I, like I said, guys, it's 0-3. Don't panic. No need to panic. So let's just see how it goes tonight as we creep our way towards the regular season. But that is it. I'm the insider of the insider, Tyler Kuehl, saying so long, and thank you for listening to this episode of Locked on Capitals. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.